everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today to be here to be talking our best films of Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries 2020 for Christmas. It's going to be really fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I have two my two two of my favorite co-hosts are here. We have Carrie's here. Hey guys. And Jess is here. Hello, everybody. Yes. So uh, I hope you all both had a good Christmas Christmas season. We got th- we were able to get through forty movies. Can you believe it? No, forty movies. <laughs> I kind of doubted. I kind of doubted if I could do it, honestly. But it was fun, and you kept up with them every week, and I had a blast. Yeah. yeah, I did it last year, and I but I feel like this year I struggled more to keep up with the movie each Easter week for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it was just I don't know such a busy time, and there were so many, so many. Uh, hol- holiday movies. Not even just from Hallmark, but there was Lifetime and Netflix, and so much going on. But uh, what do you think, Jess? Do you think it was a pretty good slate overall? I do. I think it was better than last year. And honestly, I i mean, there really weren't too many movies from this season that I disliked. I liked most of them. I had a very hard time with this list because i it was hard to pick my top 10. Yeah. yeah. And even then, I feel like a lot of them could be kind of interchangeable. So yeah, I think they definitely uh, hit the mark and had a strong year. Yeah, I think so too. There are really only three that I would say I hated uh, <laughs> the rest i would i would watch again um there's you know there's a bunch that are kind of eh, uh, but uh but there were a good mm, 20 i would say that i kind of battled with for my this top 10 right spot uh mm-hmm. that i went back and forth on and that i enjoyed wow 20 that's great I yeah, would say, I- yeah about half yeah I felt like if people asked me for recommendations, I was able to, you know, give them a great list, like a really good long list of movies to watch for and look and record because they were just so good. Uh, Yeah. So, all right, well, let's dive in and talk about our lists. So I have at number 10 on my list, I have a timeless Christmas. Yes. I, I thought that, that it was very well cast and that went a long way in this movie i mean i think ryan pavey is perfect to play this uh you know man from the past that comes back and uh, i think it had some humor in it uh i think that sometimes these movies that are based on books it helps because there's already been kind of an editing process in a way and so they they have a pretty strong foundation and i think that helped with this and aaron kale is so lovely and wonderful and i i liked the side uh relationship with the um the two actors the couple i thought that was kind of an interesting dynamic where they're trying to kind of figure out is this what we want in our life to be doing and thought that was nice and there was just enough kind of fish out of water stuff to be funny uh as much as they could in in the time it was it was a little rushed uh and it was one that i wished i could have seen a feature 
feature film because I could have used even a little bit more uh, between them, but I still overall enjoyed it. So it's my number 10. Was that the top Hallmark movie, like watched the most watched one out of the year? No, I, I think the Christmas Waltz is the most. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the, actually, I think Lacey Chabert, both of her movies uh, were the number one on each channel. I think really? time for us to come up for Christmas, uh, which I enjoyed. I have it at 20. Um, it was definitely, I think time for us to come up for Christmas was the best of the, I have a letter or a photo or a ring. Right. Or a, uh, for there was me. a lot of those this season. Yeah. The plot line kept coming back. <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling I was telling y'all that that you need to have a deliver me a, a, a podcast episode of the of the science sale deliver wannabe uh, the best because uh, there was a lot of those this year yeah. <laughs> on both channels and on and on um and on Lifetime uh, so it was just a thing oh, that yeah. there was a lot of fake science sale delivered movies. <laughs> You just got some inspiration from Martha Williamson. I think so. It makes you realize that, yeah, that, uh, that what, how hard it is to pull off what she pulls off. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, Lacey Schmere, her Christmas waltz at 3.95 million. Wow. And the time for us to come up Christmas at 1.90 million. Okay. And both networks had, higher viewership this year than last year uh with 2.90 million viewers for hallmark channel versus 2.87 last year wow and hallmark yeah hallmark movies and mysteries had 1.32 and at 1.22 last year wow and well, like said, people were ready they were ready to hunker down and watch some mm-hmm. good uh just good feel good stories Exactly. Yeah, even my friend who's not super into to Hallmark, she approached me and was like, "Let's watch some Hallmark movies." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I got a yeah. list. <laughs> well, and plus there just hasn't been a, as much other stuff for people to watch. True. Uh compared to, you know, normally normally we'd be getting like a Star Wars movie in December or mm-hmm. you know those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And we did have The Mandalorian and and uh, some other stuff for people to watch, but uh, there's never any shortage of entertainment in our world, but uh, there wasn't as much competition for right, people's right. screen sp- screen time as there, as there usually is. But uh, Jess, what's your number 10? Okay. So my number 10 is if I only had Christmas and I know mm-hmm. some, uh, some, maybe a lot of people did not enjoy this movie, including uh-huh. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> But so here's the backstory for me. So prior to watching If I Only Had Christmas, I had never seen Wizard of Oz, like never uh-huh. before in my life, never read the book. I didn't know anything except for faint references uh-huh. you know, from other things. And so I watched The Wizard of Oz just days before I saw this movie. And so I think that really helped because yeah. I caught a lot of references, not that other people didn't, but um, I think there was maybe some things in there that were a little deeper maybe than if you had only seen it as a child and barely remember anything. So I thought it was really fun and cleverly written um, and very whimsical. So Uh I put it as number 10. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What did you think of that one, uh, Carrie? 
yeah, you know, I just thought it was okay. I did think that he was, I like seeing him in movies and he was really charming in this one, I thought. Um, oh my goodness, his name is escaping me right now. Warren Christie. Yeah, Warren Christie. Yes, Warren Christie. So um, I, I thought they had kind of a really fun meet cute at mm-hmm. the bar there. And um, yeah, it was it was a sweet one. Yeah, it was not my favorite, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I really am. I, I think that's I why I like that you did not enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I it was too exposition heavy. And I didn't feel like it was, uh, I don't know, it was a little too gimmicky for me with the Wizard of Oz stuff. Uh, but that. yeah, and I mean, I love CCB, but I do think it's one of her weaker entries. Uh, and I loved it. Her movie last year was my favorite of the and whole see, season. I didn't like last that year. one at all last Christmas year. Christmas Town. <laughs> I yeah. love that one. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't there for everyone. That just shows you. Yeah. No, it's true. That it's so funny, isn't it? Funny because people think that you always hear, "Oh, well, they're all the same," and they're yeah. actually definitely not. And oh yeah. And I do experience for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I do think that this year, not only did they have more diversity, which was great, but they also, I think tried a little bit to have some different plots you know something like a timeless christmas or we had yeah. uh we had a t- you know then a t- with two time travel stories in a in, in a christmas comes twice mm-hmm. and uh so i i appreciate that they and they did the, the christmas carol you know take and they were trying i think to to do some different stuff yeah i think at the very least we had less party planning movies yeah than we did last year yes which is good because i do not enjoy that plot although i was sad there was no fake boyfriend uh story i do like that one even though it's ridiculous in real life (laughs) i do like it in a movie yeah I, i do too i do too uh, all right, uh, Carrie, what's your number 10? My number 10 is on the 12th date of Christmas. I really, I just thought the two leads were fantastic in it and they really played off each other well. Um, the work colleague type of thing, you know, where opposites attract, you know, trope is is a fun one for me. I really like that one where he feels like she's way too much, you know, too much energy, too many decorations, too many everything, but then realizes, oh, she's just right for me. So I I think that's really sweet. But I liked the different stories that they brought in as well. Like his sister and her niece or his niece, I thought that was really a nice relationship. And then you see um what's her name? Jennifer, the main character. She built these really solid work relationships and really grows in her um, work presence. And Mm -hmm. so I, I thought it was really well balanced in a lot. It wasn't just about the romance, which was fun. It was a little rushed for me, but I still liked it because I like them. So yeah, that's my 12th date of Christmas comes in at number 10. Yeah. I have that coming up on mine too. I, I really enjoyed it. I, Tyler's, so charismatic yeah. we, of course we love him uh, and i thought mallory was a fun new add uh, to the hallmark family yes and the the concept of the of, of of the scavenger hunt was a lot of fun setting up the clues and they seemed like reasonably 
challenging the clues and the thing. And uh, I loved her office. (laughs) (laughs) That was really fun. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, my number nine is Christmas by Starlight. Okay. And it's kind of a, it is kind of amazing that I liked this as much as I did because it has, it's a save the cafe storyline and a, uh, and a party planning storyline, both which I don't like for the most part, or I'm not, not my favorite, but anything can be good if it's executed well. And I think this was, and it's such nice chemistry between Kimberly and Paul. They did a great job writing it and the dialogue was snappy and uh it uh i watched it with my parents uh and because it was i think it was on um thanksgiving day or the day it was right around then and and uh, so that was fun also to watch it with my parents and they liked it and it was just uh an enjoyable rom-com yes i think good number yeah uh jess what about you what's your number nine my number nine is the angel tree mm-hmm. and so well first of all jill wagner is fantastic and i thought because she's just hilarious and i think one of the things which is really it's the silliest little thing but i loved her her meet cute when she like throws the or blows the wrapper into his face I literally had to stop the movie because I was dying laughing. Like, it was so funny to me because I used to do that as a child and still do, you know, to people. <laughs> Usually not into their eye. But <laughs> um, and I thought it was kind of fresh that, you know, they had known each other and it was like, um, you know, it wasn't like an awkward meeting back up. You know, sometimes when they, they have a history and meet, meet back up, it's super awkward and weird and i like that it wasn't they were ex- genuinely excited to see each other and then of course the whole mystery with the angel tree and it being the community was i think really fun so that was my number nine yeah i mean that had a lot of really nice moments and uh you know the sense of community it was nice i it was the pacing was a little slow for me at times i could see that uh, you know sometimes these hallmark movies and mysteries ones can be a little a little sl- more slow right um but i did still overall enjoy it and uh and yeah and jill was great for sure it was better than her last year's mistletoe secret kisses or i don't know what it was <laughs> yeah. this had a much better movie this year. <laughs> where I, she I would agree. <laughs> yeah there, there are no mistletoe kisses <laughs> in that movie which i felt very betrayed but and it was a party movie. Yeah, right. I thought. I mean, the the two of them, uh, Jess, had really good chemistry. I thought Jill and Lucas Bryant. Yeah, he was he was fun and playful and um, really charming. It felt like they had known each other for a long time. Felt like they were Which they were good. friends. Yeah, because that was yeah. those were their characters, but they really pulled that off for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Carrie, what is your number nine? My number nine is Love Lights Hanukkah. And mm. this one is ranked high for me because it was the dark horse, actually. And all four, I didn't know if I was going to like it. And I loved it. It was such a fun surprise. 
so family oriented. You know, it's really important to know who you are and figure out who you are. And she just opens her heart to these relationships and um, they open their heart to accepting her. You know, she's in a, uh-huh. finds out she's adopted and finds her biological mother and sister and brother. And um, I, Ben Savage, of course, was just hilarious in it. He was so funny to me just with the, the different ways he would say goodbye. I was like, oh my goodness, what is he doing? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I thought the mother-daughter relationship or the new, or the birth mother, yes, that birth mother relationship yeah. with that. So anyway, I thought that was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the, the language or how they talked about it. You know, we've had those conversations, but um, mm-hmm. just the sweetness of their relationship was nice. Yeah. 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 I actually had that at 15. Um, and, uh, so I had it pretty high. I, I, I loved all the sort of dating sequences in that one. And the, I thought they did a a good job of, of combining Hanukkah and and Christmas into a story better Mm -hmm. than the ones last year, Mm -hmm. as far as that aspect of it. And it wasn't, it was definitely like oh what does this mean what is that why do you do this for Hanukkah you know and that Mm. they did that a lot but it made sense in the story I don't think it was um off-putting or you know I agree yeah it made sense plus they had uh the the whole crazy latkes that made me laugh yeah he wants to make it he's gonna make a (laughs) chocolate that was hilarious Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I'll I'll say more on this in just a minute because it is on my list. But I will agree with you, Carrie. I think it was a dark horse for me as well because I saw the preview. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I actually almost didn't watch it. <laughs> I was like, eh, this, this seems I didn't like seem like the storyline didn't interest me and I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, okay, whatever. And then I heard people say it was really good. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll watch the Hanukkah movie. <laughs> and then I, right. I'm glad I did because it was pretty yeah. good. It was it was good. Uh, so, all right. Well, my number eight is uh, a Christmas tree grows in Colorado. Ooh. Yeah, and I had I didn't have the highest of expectations for this because uh, typically when there something when it's loosely based on a classic novel, uh, that kind of annoys me because there's no re- relationship at all. Right, it's and there totally- wasn't any relationship to the book in this at all uh, but nevertheless i i was able to get over that and i thought it was really cute and i loved the kiss was it was the best one of it was so memorable <laughs> so good and i i really liked rochelle in this leading role i think if she wants to be a hallmark leading lady she totally can i thought that she was very good and uh i i don't know i just i just really enjoyed it i thought it was a sweet little movie and it was funny yeah uh, and uh, so it ended up at number eight for me yeah i i definitely i have it high on my list because i mean not in the top 10 but um because of that kiss i mean that was a good time for me because i was like what just happened (laughs) (laughs) that That was awesome so that was just a really great movie 
angry kiss yes yeah it was fun when uh just to be on twitter when it happened <laughs> and everybody is like Whoa! <laughs> oh my goodness it can be it definitely can add to the movie watching experience when you are live tweeting oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. um, so uh <laughs> All right. Well, Jess, what is your number eight? All right. So my number eight was Love Lightonica. So we just talked about that. But the reason I think it worked for me, um, it wasn't so much the adoption storyline, but I just thought that their their romance was so natural feeling. Yes. And like it didn't feel forced. It wasn't like linked by all these crazy events like or anything. I don't know. It just felt like this very natural, like watching real life almost. Yeah. Um, so so yeah it was a really sweet movie and i really liked it i'm glad i watched it and didn't didn't let my you know judge a movie by its preview get in the way (laughs) yeah i'm glad i'm glad that you watched it too then and i kind of hope he's in more you know he's 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 nostalgic for a lot of us and it was just nice to see him in a homework movie I know. I was like, welcome to Hallmark, Ben Savage. (laughs) And now my dream is for him and Daniel Fischel to do one. That would be amazing. amazing. Boy Meets World together. That would be epic. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, Carrie, what do you have at number eight? Yes, I have number eight, a cross-country Christmas. Uh Cross-country Christmas. You know, I get, I got a little fatigued at the end of all of this, this whole lineup and Uh this last weekend of Hallmark movies and here comes a cross-country Christmas and I was laughing out loud. There were some really funny moments, really funny dialogue and it was just so bizarre how they had to just travel (laughs) home in all these different ways and they went the wrong direction but the whole time they're just really their friendship is growing and then it turns sweetly into like this romantic relationship um but they just like looked out for each other and tried to see the best in each other and really help each other kind of grieve or you know Mm -hmm. I don't know I just thought it was really fun and funny and believable (laughs) to be be honest which which is like not believable all the ways that they had to travel home (laughs) Rachel Lee Cook was amazing in it yeah I agree and I had low expectations for this because I wasn't sure on the chemistry and I the writer has not been my favorite uh in things that some of the things she's written so i was skeptical and i really didn't like her movie last year uh which uh the christmas on my mind was not for me and uh and so i was very skeptical but i i also enjoyed it i had it at number 12 oh yeah it was pretty pretty close for me but yeah it was funny it was sweet uh and uh so yeah that was a surprise i would say for the season for me yeah uh, it was so i could see why it made your list uh, <laughs> all right and i and i'm glad to see that they did work in more humor this season and i'd encourage them to keep trying with that yes oh yes humor totally sells for me like i've said it a million times but witty banter that's the way to my heart so <laughs> if you got it in the movie i'll probably like it yeah <laughs> 
so my number seven is on the 12th date of ah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit, but I just really, I thought that Tyler was great. He was a little bit grumpy for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but still i i kind of liked it i liked surly tyler i guess and i i liked her a lot i thought that again she's another person that i think could do a bunch of these if she wants i thought she was really good and i liked the fact that she gained confidence throughout the story yeah and uh to be able to stand up for herself at the end i think was nice so i added at number seven so uh, what about you, Jess? My number seven was Christmas Waltz. So mm-hmm. I know it's a lot higher for both of you, I believe. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was a super fun movie. And I mean, there's dancing and the hilarious scene where they're going down the street. <laughs> and I just have to say, the kid who played, uh, what was his name? Uh, Nikki, that kid was so fantastic. I love watching him dance. Like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was really good. Yeah, I, I looked him up. He was like on Dancing with the Stars Junior. I'm like, well, that he makes was. sense. He's totally a professional. So my kids recognized mm-hmm. him right away from that. They were like, hey, that's that kid from Dancing with the Stars Junior. I was like, oh yeah. I didn't even know there was a Dancing with the Stars <laughs> Junior, but so now I do, and I'm glad there is because this kid is really awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it was a good su- point. such a fun movie. It's such a fun movie and very, very whimsical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep talking about Christmas plots because I also have it at my number seven, Jess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas plots. And there were two things I really enjoyed about this. You know, you anticipate obviously a lot of dancing and they were good. So that was really fun. But they had some really fun moments outside of the dance studio as well. You know, just the way she like injured him with the snowball and then she had to take care of him at his house. Like that was funny. And I really, really like the old, the creepy boyfriend, the old. Oh, <laughs> he was the war. Like he, like he did a good job with that role, but you're just like, oh, I hate you so much. You're the worst. <laughs> oh my and God. Love, I love hate him. David was his name, the fiance. And then he uh-huh. came back and he was like being manipulative and he tried to. I know. You know? How dare you? <laughs> you know? Here's why I like that. I like that because Hallmark does not do that anymore. There really yeah. is no, there are no true. villains hardly anymore. And he just was a true villain the whole time. He didn't, there was no redemption for him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just thought that true. was funny. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I have it higher, so I'll talk a little bit more about Christmas Waltz later on. But yeah, I, I adored it. I, I thought it was great. And I think that uh, Will Kemp and Lacey Chabert are like my new Hallmark power couple. Really? Power couple. <laughs> I loved them. I mean, I I really enjoyed Love, Romance, and Chocolates. And I thought that was good. And then now for them to just hit it out of the park with this, I'm like, make more movies, please. (laughs) He's got to compete with Brennan and Elliot. (laughs) I know. They're always pairing those two together. (laughs) I love Brennan, but sorry. I want... (laughs) you have this new favorite a new favorite yeah, new favorite yeah. so uh yeah all right well my number six uh is holly and ivy and i think i mean the i thought the 
the trailers for this the the promos made it look super emotionally manipulative like right. i i was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna like this uh but it actually wasn't that much of a crier i thought i was gonna cry a lot it definitely had a couple moments but uh it was it was actually quite sweet and joyful mm-hmm. and it it's one that we'll definitely be covering on with uh our on friendship series that i do with elisa uh that uh that was the main main thrust of the movie was about this friendship between uh, these two women versus the romance was kind of secondary which i i like and i wish they would do more of and it felt genuine and authentic to me the bond and i like the fact that when she when she offers to to take the kids in it, immediately she's like whoa wait a minute what did i just offer because that to me felt authentic because i think that you would any human being would would say oh i want to help out you know in this situation that would be your natural inclination mm-hmm. but then you'd also set step back and be like wait a minute Realize I'm, I'm already- adopting two <laughs> yeah. children and my life is never gonna be the same <laughs> kind of a thing and so that felt very honest to me as well whereas I, i'm trying to think of uh i feel like there was another movie this year where i was just and it might not even been for hallmark i can't think of what it was but um where i was just kind of like i think that you'd have some you'd you'd at least wrestle with what's the with what you could do a little bit right you'd at least struggle with what you could do and so i i appreciated that uh, i mean jeremy jordan hello welcome to hallmark <laughs> i love him so much uh, i mean the plot, with him and his, the plot with him and his uh his dad was fairly basic but i still enjoyed it mm-hmm. and uh the kids were cute adorable um and janelle Parrish, she did great yeah uh, so it's my number six great awesome yeah so jess what's your number six my number six is never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. Yeah. And, I mean, it's written by Nina. So come on, let's be real. We know it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fast. It's snappy. I love that about Nina's writing. It just brought the comedy and the fun for me. And, you know, seeing Niall in that sweater was pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah that one i have at 13 so just missed my list but yeah but i mean when she knocks him out with that tree that was pretty hilarious (laughs) that's one one that i need to give i kept it on my dvr because i need to give it another chance and Uh it's not in my top 10 but it's in the top 20 but i feel like i'm primed to like this so much more than i remember liking it you know the two two characters the whole storyline the hilarious title the writer it's like why don't i remember liking this as much as i should have so i'm trying it again this this week i'm gonna watch rewatch yeah we all have those ones that uh you know we enjoyed but maybe not as much as we were hoping to but so that that happens but uh but yeah i mean it was a kind of a bonkers premise but uh it was fun it was more about the um the the like the military kids mm-hmm. angle than i was expecting yeah but i like the fact that she was divorced and had this pretty positive relationship with 
uh, with the ex and that it was sort of positively portraying uh, somebody sharing custody, which, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen that in a Hallmark movie where somebody doesn't have their daughter with, she doesn't have her daughter with her for the holidays. Like that's definitely something a lot of people probably could relate to. Yeah, you're right. That was a definitely a different spin. That was really popular. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, kind of did that a little bit with it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I mean, they weren't like gone yeah. for, for the holidays, but with the shared custody and, and yeah. All that. Oh man, that was so good. I love that one. <laughs> good one. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Hey, everybody, I just want to take a second from this episode today to tell you about the Hallmarkies Podcast Awards. Yes, we're doing another Hallmarkies Podcast Awards. The second annual awards will be held later this month in January, but right now you can go vote. If you are listening to this between January 1st of 2021 to January 8th of 2021, you can go into the description, click the voting link, and vote for your favorite things from Hallmark Channel um, in 2020. So go click that link, go vote. And you have until January 8th, 2021 at midnight Pacific standard time to vote. And there'll be more information about when that will be airing and all that fun stuff in the weeks ahead. So go down in the description and vote back to the episode. Carrie, what's your number six? Yes, I have uh, Christmas by starlight at six. And this is just this classic, classic, storyline for a Hallmark Christmas movie, but everything, just the actors, the writers, which are, who are the same, obviously, but the Stanford <laughs> chemistry took it up a notch for me. And I will watch this one anytime. It is so cute. So funny. Um, I just, I liked the character development. There was genuine character development in him to when he gave her um, at the end, this, this really thoughtful Christmas gift. It was, it almost, I want to say I kind of like was a little teary because it was so thoughtful and he was really just had changed throughout the movie. So I, I love that one. Christmas by starlight. Yeah, it was really good. It was good. Good pick. All right. Well, my, my number five is a uh, good morning Christmas. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I really enjoyed the banter between uh, Mark Lucas and Allison Sweeney, they're pros. They they know how to do it and they did it. <laughs> I I think it had one of the best cookie making yes. sequences of the season because it was actually, it was so intentional. Yeah. He knew that that was something that uh, was part of her Christmas and he set it all up to make her happy. Yes. I thought that really worked uh, as opposed to other times when it kind of just feels superfluous yeah and, <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i uh i i just really enjoyed the banter between the two of them and uh you know they had a lot of fun tropes like they the three when they did the three-legged race and they end up on top of each other which right. i always laugh in these movies when they're just like <laughs> Oh, I'm falling right on top of you, and, <laughs> well, and they stayed there for a significant yeah. period of time just to <laughs> chat did. away. Did. This is and interesting. Like and it had some of the best Christmas decor production of any movie that I oh. saw. Just I just thought the tr- Christmas trees and the in their hotel rooms oh, and the, beautiful. the Christmas right. decor I thought was really really well done. Uh, so yeah i i have it at number five for me so 
Uh, Jess, what about you? What's your number five? My number five was cross country Christmas. Um, and yeah, I mean, you already talked about it, but I just thought it was really funny. And I think a lot of that was Rachel Laycook's character was just so like, she really brought that, that humor, um, with, cause usually I don't like the type of movie where it's like just one thing after another prevents them from their destination or something. Usually I don't like that. Um, but I think the humor really worked for me. Um, and then he was kind of cranky in the beginning, but then he like that he had that nice transition. Like they did it early enough for me. I know Rachel and I, we've talked about this. Like you have to transition the the cranky character earlier enough. So you don't end up disliking them the entire movie. Yeah. Right. And I think they did that early enough for me, especially when he put the Rudolph nose on and like helping her spot the reindeer. Yeah. Quote unquote. And, and the dog grooming van. Oh my gosh. Like, it was just funny to me. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it really was funny. And so I would encourage them to do more movies like that. It was, it really, it, it was good. Uh, so that's a good pick. Uh, all right, Carrie, what's your number five? My number five is One Royal Holiday. I really, I don't love royal movies. They're not my favorite. Of course, I'll watch them, but they're not, they're not my favorite. But this one was really fun for me that they took the royals out of their element and brought them to that classic small Hallmark town and had them at all of the, you know, the tree lighting and the sleigh ride and the snowball ride or whatever, like, or the, they had snow baseball. But um, that, mm-hmm. was, that was really funny because it loosened up the royals a little bit in a way that they brought humor actually to the movie where I, I didn't anticipate that but they were funny and the Broadway stars were amazing in it I thought even though they didn't sing they just brought the acting up um, took that up a notch so I liked it one royal holiday I think my favorite scene was the decorating and the dancing that they did um, it was really romantic and yeah number five yeah it's a really good one i'll be talking about that in a little bit uh it's it's really good and uh yeah i liked that dynamic of the royals needing kind of a place to stay right and being the being the fish out of water as opposed to the the typical uh the typical you know foreigner in a in a Un, uh, unfamiliar land kind of that we we usually get uh in those movies so i i enjoyed it as well and i felt kind of bad for uh the christmas carousel because i just i mean uh it was that one wasn't wasn't the worst but it was one it wasn't great i don't think yeah. but i just felt like it didn't have much of a chance even because you'd already had such a good royal movie that oh, in the year to compare it to and that kind of was hard for it so yeah. uh, very good very good pick all right so my number four is the christmas bow Ooh. and this was definitely the biggest surprise of the season i wasn't sure uh how uh she would do being a non-actress yeah uh in uh in lucia mccarelli but I thought she did a good job. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest performance in my life that I've seen, but I thought it was, it was, it was fine. She did a fine job and uh, Michael Rady uh, is great. And he helped her. I think mm-hmm. he elevated her performance and they, they, I just, I thought it had so, 
many sweet moments and her, you know, struggling with uh, this injury to her hands and just how devastating that would be. uh, If you, you know, if that was your whole life was your violin and, and her trying to kind of figure out what does she want in her life? What is she going to do? Uh, It was very, it was very well done. And uh, just the whole scene where the flashback where she plays for her grandmother. And I thought that the woman who played her grandmother did such a great job. I mean, really, she had that look of, she played having dementia like really well. And then her connecting with the song, uh, it got me. I definitely cried and I felt like it was just such a powerful moment that, uh, that it, it was uh one of my favorites and the little the little boy learning to play the violin was so cute too uh and i appreciate there was some diversity uh in this one and yeah so it was my number four uh yeah yeah that movie it didn't make my list but i will say i really appreciated that they brought in an actual musician uh to play this because i mean in christmas in vienna sarah drew did fantastic faking it but you know i think it's always really nice when they have the actual musician because otherwise they have to like very be very like intentional with the camera shots you know so you're only seeing your hands they're only seeing the top half and i i hate that because i think it takes away from like a musical performance especially when it's the focus of the um of the movie and i think that's why uh chateau christmas didn't really work for me um because it felt like they were just hiding the piano playing the whole time when that was like the focus right, um, right. yeah so that's a good point that's i really uh, really enjoyed that they brought a musician because you could see her passion for the playing and all that so yeah. that was really nice for sure the, that really when she would play it was like wow that is amazing i mean she is incredible absolutely incredible so that's a good point i agree with you about that uh, and so jess what is your number four my number four is on the 12th day to christmas so obviously we've talked ah. about this one already quite a bit um but yeah i just thought it was really fun with the the clues and the the dates i'm like i i want to go on this little scavenger hunt thing yes. like some fun and they had really good chemistry at first i wasn't sure like if it was gonna work because he was pretty cranky in the beginning and, and <laughs> almost like, too far almost too far yeah. um but it did end up working and i think one of the things you know that that really sold this movie for me was just kind of that message about confidence like you talked about mm-hmm. um like when she has that conversation with i forget who what her position was but that boss lady mm-hmm. um and she was like you you know you're you have confidence in your ideas but you're intimidated into staying silent and i just felt that was such a powerful message especially for for women in the workplace and um i just really appreciated that that was in there so that was one of the reasons it got so high for me i think it helps that that we have sort of the bond with tyler as an actor (laughs) because uh, that if this had been his first movie i think we might have been like I don't know but because we we all like you know like him so much and i, I think that helped a little bit but because yeah you start you do start giving these your some of your favorites the benefit of the doubt you know yes you like do. Oh, yeah, this there's is- some bias there <laughs> yeah but i think it, there was also a certain degree of escapism in the fact that 
you know, we can't do those kind of uh, mm-hmm. events and stuff like that this year. Yeah. So the, the doing a, a scavenger hunt was just fun. Yeah. Put wine and canvas at home. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, Carrie, what's your number four? Yes, my number four is Project Christmas Wish. I mm-hmm. thought this was so much fun. This, um, I liked all the characters. I liked this dad, Christmas dad, who comes in Christmas and this, you know, his daughter who's playing matchmaker and she wants him to, um, you know, have a regular Christmas again and then find love again. And she just was so cute. And then, but I liked Lucy, the character, the main character, her relationship with this little girl was genuine. I kind of, I really felt I believed it the whole time. Like they really were developing this sweet relationship and this dad comes in. So anyway, it kind of felt a little Beauty and the Beast to me um, because his, of his hair was just so But he was so handsome and then he really like softens up and opens his heart to her. I could not believe when they were talking on the swing, I could not believe that he, he was so pointed with his, um, he said, you're so beautiful. Can I kiss you? And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't happen in Hallmark movies. Yeah, that was yeah. cute. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> he said, you're so beautiful. Can I kiss you? And she said, yes. And then they kiss and he freaks out. He ruins it. <laughs> that was so heartbreaking. So I thought their chemistry was great though. And um, their banter was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun moment with the kiss, mm-hmm. and I mean, and then kind of you could told you could understand why you can. She was she was like you know like confused and upset, and so that's what's helpful when you have a a, a mid movie or not at the last thirty seconds kiss is that it can be part of the conflict, it can be part of the plot, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, we we did this, and because I've always said that I feel like a almost kiss as far as plot wise really wouldn't be that different than an actual kiss right you know like in in reality if i almost kiss someone versus actually kissing them i don't feel like it's that different right like it's still the moment happened right yeah and so i think uh, that that's uh, i i've liked that i feel like they have been doing more mid-movie kisses right in in the last little while on homework and i say do more encourage yeah encourage. especially this christmas season like they were just like coming yeah. left and right with those movies <laughs> i was like what is happening well <laughs> nina had told us when we talked to her one time she told us that like you know if you have two characters who are unattached to other people and they're two adults and they're having this conversation and they want to kiss like yeah make them kiss. yeah and so to me that was really kind of believable like yeah they would kiss in that situation and then they would have some conflict about it afterwards um but i thought she did a great job with her um angel the project that she does with the christmas wish and granting these wishes and the reason why she does that and i liked her character i don't think you did rachel but i liked who she was she was bossy and idealistic and creative (laughs) yeah she i liked her i i feel like i need to maybe watch this one again uh maybe after i have a little bit of a break and then come back to it because i I, everybody else seemed to enjoyed it a lot more than i did and uh, so kind of i I, it may have been a little bit of burnout since it was the last i don't know but i don't know it just felt like she was so pushy and 
particularly with the whole marriage proposal. Right. I was just like, just mm-hmm. leave them alone. Let them do their thing. <laughs> Stop yeah. it. But this yeah, one- I have this one coming on my list, but I do agree. I didn't like her being pushy. But, you know, at the same time, like, well, she she just has her friend's best intentions and she's just clearly not getting the signal. Right. <laughs> I was thinking of that, too, before, because you said she was so pushy with the proposal, but... You know, she's has this main Christmas wish she has to focus on for the season, this little girl. And the dad who is giving her opposition at every turn, frustrating her creativity at every turn. As soon as she has one person say, hey, can you help me? She goes like all in and too much. And they don't go over top because she's like in the face now in the quartet. <laughs> yeah. I like it. That was my number four. Yeah, very good. All right. So my number three is the Christmas Waltz. And I just absolutely loved this movie. I, I can't dance at all. Like I'm, I, cause I'm like a little bit dyslexic. And so any kind of like pattern dancing, especially like doing a waltz or, you know, something like that. Uh-huh. I, it's literally physically difficult for me to, to do and remember and, and have the rhythm and all that stuff. I'm the worst. And, <laughs> and so I love watching people that can actually dance. I love watching them dance. And uh, so, you know, obviously Will Kemp is an incredible dancer. And so to have him be able to actually dance was so great. And I I, I thought that they did have really nice chemistry. And there were just like little scenes that were really fun. Like I loved when she br- she brings him uh, uh, and makes breakfast for him. Yeah. And, uh, and it ends up, she's like, I charred it. Sorry. <laughs> burnt <laughs> but i don't know i just love that whole scene it was funny funny to me and when he is basically playing charlie chaplin and that it was also in that scene was so great and and then uh uh and then yeah the dancing down the street was also was probably my favorite moment of all of hallmark 2020 yeah. and uh, that in the christmas bow playing the the violin for her grandma. Those were probably my two favorite scenes in all of, all of Hallmark uh, for the year. I thought it was just whimsical and sweet and uh, romantic. Unexpected. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job with the montages that uh, instead of, instead of spending all this time, you know, watching them train, they basically did it in this kind of this music montage uh, and I thought that it was effective and I enjoyed it. And, uh, and I liked his family and her getting to know his family it was very sweet. I also liked the fact that, uh, she was an only child and like her parents were like pretty cool and were like, yeah, well, Hey, we'll go support you in this. And, <laughs> and I, I liked the fact that, uh, you know, she's kind of, she says, you know, why did you take me out of dance and stuff? And their response was totally reasonable. Like any parent has to decide kind of what am I going to encourage with right. my kids? Right. Cause you can't do everything right. and you have to kind of guess of like, okay, well, I guess we should kind of pursue this definitely, and f- for these reasons. And, and so I like I liked how they kind of played that whole thing and their relationship. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I, I loved the ending. I thought it totally paid off, and I thought Lacey did a great job. I mean, I guess she worked for a couple months. Yeah, uh, on uh, on this dancing, and she did a 
great job yeah uh, with it and uh so yeah it's my number three it's awesome. mm-hmm. Very so good. jess what's your number three my number three is holly and ivy i really love this one and i i anticipated liking it a lot um mm-hmm. and it it you know, hit the mark for me. I loved that the friend, you know, we, you know, I'm not the romantic of this group. So I loved that the friendship, you know, was the spotlight of this mm-hmm. story. Um, and I think too, just, um, you know, the main characters, Melody and Adam, I think were their names. Um, they had these kind of very real, um, not really conflict, I guess, but they had to like, had these conversations about sometimes you have to put this this dream job on hold to do something more practical to get to that dream job or whatever and I thought that was Mm -hmm. really nice to have in there because it's very realistic for a lot of people you know we can't all just give up our city job so we can go run the Christmas store you know our small hometown you know that's just not that's not real life (laughs) what are you saying (laughs) So I really like that. <laughs> yeah. They had that aspect. And I mean, there was a whole book loving like concept to this. I mean, come on, I'm the literary nerd here. So the yeah. fact oh, that yeah. there was a whole the girl who loved the books and she had her uh Melody had her library scientist degree, all that worked for me. It was it was great. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's a good point. I really like those that part of it too. That's that's very good. Uh all right, uh, Carrie, what's your number three? Yes, top three. Okay, so my number Ooh. three is Deliver by Christmas. Yay. That was such a good one. I love it because I'm a sucker for any type of you've got mail trope or anything uh-huh. like that. I it's, it's just love it. But he was, you know, the widower who's ready. No, he didn't think he was ready for um, a romance, but his family's pushing these uh-huh. pushing this other woman on him and stuff and then sure enough he's falling naturally in love with someone on the side you know like yeah. these phone calls and then running into this this pretty woman in um the the town but they don't know that it's each other and i just thought their meet cute was really fun at the christmas tree farm and they you know looked back at each other and they were like surprised by their oh that i just love it so that ice cream shop scene when he looks back at her oh yes so good i love that so much yeah Yeah. that is definitely top three uh for me or number three for me the only thing the only thing i did not like and i don't like this in movies or books or anything i don't like the um that she thought he was married for half the movie Oh, that yeah. kind of ruined that the sweetness for me a tiny bit but yeah. she was also struck I mean she was wasn't giving her whole heart into it you know she was struggling with that but uh I was yeah I can see that, that. <laughs> very good all right well my number two on my list is one royal holiday oh yes and again we've seen a lot of these royal movies so the fact that this could be so high yeah. is a little bit of a surprise but i just i loved so much about it i mean i loved the the whole idea of the pajama ball that mm-hmm. was really fun the pajama gala i hope that we get to see that someday uh and i loved the ending i also loved the way that they handled his insecurities about leading his people and whether he was going to be a good leader and and also the fact that she was the nurse for his father 
was so yes. sweet. Yep. I mean, that really paid off that reveal, I thought. And uh, and it was a nice little nod to our central workers and our uh, for 2020. And so that was lovely. And I loved Victoria Clark as the queen was really, yes. uh, really sweet. And, and it was nice because it had three layers of romance. You had your main couple, you had the mayor and, uh, and uh, that, and the and his assistant yeah (laughs) and then you had uh the her father and the uh the chef or whatever and Mm -hmm. that was so sweet and i like they had a great meet cute in this at the donut shop was really funny and and so yeah i i really enjoyed it i thought their dance together was really good at the end and the uh that she listens to his speech and then he's there that was very romantic yes uh, so it's my number two love that good one yeah. uh, and so jess what's your number two my number two is good morning christmas yeah i loved it oh mm-hmm. i loved it um allison sweeney well i really love her to begin with but she also did a similar um movie kind of like a similar thing with like a radio show host or something i forget what it was yeah. called um so but yeah i love the the enemies to to lovers kind of trope love and it. i think they they pulled it off super well yeah. and i mean that ending i mean i went okay this is this means a lot coming from me to say this i went from being misty-eyed to meeting a fan oh. in a matter of seconds like that was yeah. a powerful yeah. ending scene and i i mean they both did fantastic with like playing those emotions in that final scene yeah like it was good it was so much fun very good yeah she is great i really love her i mean i I I wasn't the b- biggest fan of the Chronicle Mysteries, I have to say, but uh, for the most part, all of uh, her Hallmark movies, yeah, I cannot, I've all been good. I I yeah. mean, the and they they already had chemistry. We knew that going into it with Irresistible Blueberry Farm, which was so good, and uh, so you know that always helps. I think too. And uh, I have we I interviewed Riley Weston, the the writer, and uh, it was fun to to have her back because she did uh, two of my favorite Hallmark movies, but uh, particularly she did the Nanny Express, which I love, uh-huh. which was the first movie that Brendan Elliott ever did for Hallmark, and uh, that was way back in two thousand and eight. Okay. So uh, that then a lot has changed, but I think you can kind of see some of that, uh, that, that feeling kind of in the movie, you know, that it's sort of old school hallmark in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so. That's a good pick. Very good. All right. Uh, So what is your number two, Carrie? Yes. My number two was almost my number one. It was my number one for probably half of this movie watching season. But um, so I really, really love it. But Mm -hmm. it's Cranberry Christmas. Now, Mm, here's the thing. This is really boring to some people, I think. (laughs) But I, I was intrigued by it at the very beginning because it's this married couple who's separated and have to kind of have a second chance in their marriage. And Hallmark never does that. 
They never do it. And I think they did it really well. And I was really anticipating them to maybe bungle this a little bit, but they didn't. So here we have this couple who've known each other since like kindergarten. They kind of fell into a long relationship, been just really good friends, got married, have this cranberry farm. They're they're starting to build their interest um, business, I mean. And so she takes it off like a national thing. Well, it kind of separates them and they have to work their way back. And I just thought that they did a great job working their way back to each other. They really loved each other. So my favorite line was, um, you know, she was like, I want you to go after your dream. I don't want to get in the way of that. And he says to her, you are the dream. And so they really just choose each other at the end. And I thought it was very honoring to marriage. So really, really fun. Um, or sweet, not fun. It wasn't necessarily fun, <laughs> but it was a sweet movie that um, just honored marriage really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage them to continue to explore different relationships, whether it's the friendships in Holly and Ivy, whether it's here's the marriage and Cranberry Christmas. Right. And I, that movie had a lot of really nice moments. I, the Anything involving the television was ridiculous the show the national show but it was yeah big these big dreams that they were trying to follow and they had to decide you know Mm -hmm. wait a minute i mean of course Uh, mark world they could end up doing both which is wonderful good for them but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was yeah that was nice and uh yeah both project christmas wish and uh cranberry christmas were written by joao boken so she had a great uh, season i'd say yeah. uh she she also did christmas in vienna which was fun enough i yeah. i uh I, it had some it wasn't quite maybe my expectations were a little too high on that one <laughs> but, um but she also did love in store was this year mm, which i really oh, enjoyed so, yeah so she is doing a great job with her writing way to go <laughs> Uh, so all right so we have it this is it this is the big moment our number oh one picks. are we ready <laughs> so, my number one pick is delivered by christmas i really i gave this a perfect score in the recap oh. i i feel like this it, like is it technically perfect of course not but <laughs> as far as what uh, a movie is said i always i always try as a film critic I always try to judge something by what it's trying to be and do I feel like it successfully did that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this was very successful in being what it was in being a Hallmark Christmas movie. (laughs) It was really good. And I, I just, I loved them getting to know each other and I felt like they did that. uh, Even though they weren't technically in the same room to me, the, the the conversations that they had over the phone yeah. it felt like they were in the same room it felt like they were together yeah. to me i felt like that's such chemistry and then when they'd see each other around town uh that 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 chemistry was so there like i said that ice cream scene stores oh oh it was so good and <laughs> good. i loved the ending i thought it was really great and i don't know if the fact that they had to be kind of s- separated from each other when they were talking at the end that that if that was a COVID thing or whatever, but I thought it really worked. And I, I, I just, I really loved her character uh, when she has all those post-it notes and, <laughs> and uh, trying to kind of do everything on her own and by herself. And 
I can relate to that as somebody who's just about to turn 40 and single and everything. Like you do kind of, you, you figure out your way to kind of live and, and uh, so that it's, it's not like you constantly want to be like sad about the fact that you don't have a partner. So you, you just, you know, kind of figure out your, your way. And, and, uh, and so when, uh, when I can imagine that, if I were to meet somebody that that would be kind of, it would be kind of hard because I've developed, I mean, I, I hope so. And I hope I will, but you develop your routine and your kind of your life uh, because you have to, that's just the way we are as humans. And I don't know. I just liked, I liked that and her relationship with her sister. And I agree. I guess I can see the point about, uh, about her coming to these conclusions about, uh, him being married and, yeah. and I mean, especially because uh the now this is like the second it was the second time that she'd had that kind of uh at first she thought that she, he was married to his sister and <laughs> right <laughs> so sounds weird but yeah um and then she thinks that she's that she sees him out on the date uh with yeah. uh fiona vroom uh so i i, I can see that but uh it, it they didn't dwell on it too much and it made for a really satisfying ending when her sister's like this is ridiculous i i'm <laughs> i'm stepping in uh figuring this out so i i just loved it i thought it was great and you know you got a, a diverse couple which is for nice to see um but they had nice chemistry yeah. and uh yeah it was my favorite of the whole season so way to go love and, that love it yes and i think i think you can tell when there's new writers uh sometimes that they just have a little bit of a fresh take on the hallmark movie this was mike mariano yeah and uh, this was first hallmark movie and uh yeah he knocked it out of the park it was great yeah and uh so uh so jess what's your number one my number one was Rachel's favorite movie, clearly, Project <laughs> Christmas Wish. <laughs> it's interesting because mine was from the first, very beginning of the season, and then yours was last week. Yeah. We get the season. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. But um, but yeah, I just, I it just hit all the boxes for me. I think of of what I'm looking for in a movie. I thought they had really great chemistry um i thought it had good humor like the whole thing with when his dad's like he was like oh no he your grandpa didn't say date oh i said mate and he's like going through all those things like just little things like that that was funny i thought um Mm -hmm. and i thought it had some more unique things like the giant like gingerbread house like that was good that was a good scene um as well as just like some real conversations like when they opened up to each other and like more of that like kind of straightforward talk right like even at the end when she was like i'm a human being and i have emotions and i can't just like give you my heart and wait around hoping you're gonna do it the same and so i always love when they were they kind of have those straightforward conversations like that yeah um this is off topic but that's something i really loved about uh the lifetime movie um christmas yule blog they like literally just told each other what they were thinking like the whole time and it was amazing it's to me (laughs) but that really worked for me and i think that we've seen more of that in hallmark this year yeah um for sure so i really like that and come on 
there was a Christmas horse. I'm an equestrian. There was a Christmas horse. I mean, that's just the icing on the cake. That's funny. Except when she was like, do I really have to keep the horse? I'm like, no, you always keep the horse. What is wrong with you? (laughs) So very good. All right. Uh, So Carrie, what is your number one? My number one for the whole season is Good Morning Christmas. And we talked about that because it was high on your guys' list as well. Um, So I won't, I don't need to talk all about it, but why I liked it was, I think just, just that. I love the two main characters, Allison Sweeney and Mark Lucas. Um, I trust their chemistry and I trust their, um, you know, what they bring to each role because of Irresistible Blueberry Farms. Uh, yes. Ever. And um, he's he's flirty and she's straight laced and, you know, but they, they just really played off each other well, I thought. So I love the chemistry and the two people, but um, it was just goofy enough. It was a little serious enough. It was um, crazy enough. It was <laughs> enough. You know, it was it was everything to me that each scene that came on the screen, I was like, Oh my gosh, that was better than the last one. Oh my gosh, that was so that added to the story so much. And um, so it was really fun. But what I loved, I loved watching them on their show. Like I thought they were so funny to watch and their banter. And then the cameras would go off and they would let down, you know, and be mad at each other. And then they were on again, you know. <laughs> and so I just I loved it. I thought that was great. I would recommend it to anybody. Good morning, Christmas. It's really good mm-hmm. uh so real quick before we go uh i th- i think it's only fair that we do we talk just a little bit about which which of all of them was our least favorites <laughs> my my big miss uh it was actually the a godwink christmas the the, the third godwink christmas i i didn't get to talk about it on the podcast because i wasn't on that episode but I just felt like I didn't feel like it was a very good Godwink. First of all, no. they they I mean, what they happened to live in the same town. They both moved <laughs> there. That's I mean, there's probably <laughs> thousands of people that I could have evidently a Godwink with. I mean, it just seemed very <laughs> weak sauce to me. Uh, as far as something like wow, that was such a coincidence. Oh my oh my goodness. Um, and I, 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 this was the first movie that I felt like Brooke Diorce was a little bit annoying. I mean, uh, uh, she was unreasonably happy about like her corporate job. Like nobody's that happy about like, yay, we get to do all the, I don't know. Like I, I just, I was just kind of not into her performance in this one. And I normally, you know, she's Miss Christmas. I normally love her, but, uh, I, I just I just feel like with this Godwing series that they're that if you're gonna try to make something for faith based audiences, go all the way and actually mm-hmm. make something for a faith based audience. Like have it be about Jesus and and uh, right. praying, don't you know, like faith <laughs> and don't just have it be this this sort of halfway right because then nobody's satisfied. No. Faith based audiences aren't satisfied. The regular audiences aren't satisfied. Right. It's just kind of lame. And I thought it was the worst movie that Hallmark did this year. Well, this was the first Godwink that they added that little tinkle, wasn't there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was lame, too. So bad. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. So that was my worst, 
my least favorite. What about you, Jess? What was your least favorite? Uh, I agree that one was a miss for me, for sure, with Brooke Dorsey. But I think my worst um, was a toss-up between Catherine Bell's, which I don't even remember what it was called. Meet me, <laughs> yeah, meet me at Christmas. Uh, and that one in Glenn Brooks. So with Meet Me at Christmas, A, I hate wedding movies. I don't like yeah. them. I don't like the June weddings. I, I just don't like yeah. wedding movies. Wedding movies are just not for me. And I was just bored. I was yeah. really bored. I played video games while I watched it. <laughs> well, the conflict didn't really make sense. Who cares if she had one day with this, you know, in her, uh, in her teen year in her you know in her 20s or whatever who cares i mean she was completely faithful in her marriage she had a great marriage it doesn't matter at all marriage right if how dare you have another relationship what that wasn't even a relationship like the conflict didn't make sense no yeah yeah and then with glenn brooke i was on the recap uh, on the podcast for that one so anyone who's listened to that knows why i didn't like it but the Kyle was just so unlikable. Like he was just an idiot. He didn't make any sense. I just couldn't. I could not get on board with the character of Kyle as a leading man, <laughs> which is so surprising because Antonio Cupo and Autumn Reeser and this is their third movie together. So I was expecting them to have more chemistry. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I love the uh, um, the. Uh, love the thanksgiving day parade yeah. i love that movie so much so that was it was so it was surprising yeah well to but, be fair yeah. i don't think the the story really gave them as much you know to work with as it could have as far as like it was kind of slow yeah. and it's just the way he was written i mean he was grumpy <laughs> there's not gonna yeah. be a lot of chemistry <laughs> right uh carrie what about you yeah jess you had such high hopes for that too so i know i did i'm still sad about it (laughs) definitely well my bottom my number 40 out of all of these movies is a chateau christmas you guys i hated it (laughs) we did it nothing worked for me in this i was so sad for that little girl that she went to this huge hotel with for christmas she had nobody else around her for Christmas. And I was blown away that they were like decorating another Christmas tree that wasn't even their own in the hotel room just because it was, I don't know, the whole thing, that that didn't work for me. I was like, that's sad. But then the music and the ch- planning this concert was so stressful and no one practiced their instruments, hardly. And I mean, I could go on and on. Like you don't have time to be concerned about centerpieces when you have to practice your music. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just boring to me. Yeah. I didn't like that. It was definitely weak. And also like, I have to say, I think it was a tiny bit tone deaf for 2020 because I mean, none of us, like the arts are all shut down and we can't go to, and and there's a certain, escapism to that i guess but yeah. also it was just kind of like oh and i was going to christmas concerts and christmas like oh, oh no so okay that yeah. year no that that was one of the first weekend movies i think along mm-hmm. with um on christmas tree lane and that was kind of the same concept of let's throw you know let's do this 
music performance, but they were trying to save something. But that was done really well. Yeah, it was way better. Way better. <laughs> I agree. So I agree. Yeah. It, it, and they did not have very, they didn't have very good chemistry. No. Luke McFarlane and Merritt no. Patterson. Yeah. I mean, I, I used I, to think that Luke McFarlane would have chemistry with anybody in this year. Uh, not, not so. No, I really didn't like his Valentine's movie either. So. <laughs> hopefully uh he's got another one coming so yeah hopefully it looks promising from the previews but we yeah. know sometimes that's not you know yeah right <laughs> so there we go that's our thoughts let us know if you are listening what your top 10 would be what maybe didn't work for you uh that we'd love to have that in the comment section or on twitter share with us your thoughts that would be great and uh jess where can people find you you can find me at jess bsw blog on instagram and on twitter great and carrie yeah come over to instagram and look up hallmark comics that's hallmark underscore comics great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes so check that out and i want to make sure to thank everybody who helped us with this season, all the guests that we had, uh, all the interviews that we had, uh, all the work that all the co-hosts did, the work that the editors did, all of it. Unbelievable. Incredible. Thank you so much to everybody. Uh, it was a, it was a huge, huge undertaking, but I'm really proud of our coverage. I think we had some really, really really fun moments and uh so thank you to everybody and uh, make sure that you are following us at hallmarkies pod and hallmarkies podcast all over social media and we're going to be continuing to cover hallmark throughout all 2021 it's going to be great and and uh and consider becoming a patron we have our patron watch along coming up we don't have a date yet but we will soon but uh, we have Natalie Hall joining us for that. And it's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to be watching Winter Princess. So it's anybody can join uh, in the watch alongs. Uh, it's only $2 a month to contribute. So please consider doing that. We'd really appreciate it. Join in. We have our patron, patron Facebook group. And so check that all out in the description section, the information. We also have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs. So check that out as well. And thank you so much, ladies. This was so much fun. And uh, wish you all one last Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. All right. 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 All right.